Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shira. We have a great anticipation that we'll be able to record for one straight hour on video as well. Sorry. The Nishma said of Yeshua, of Shalom, of Shalom, of Yeshua, of Chosid, Shalom, of Yeshua, and Gabriel Imelech, of Shalom, of Yvonne Chaim Aruchim Shalom, Yamin Yoyetz, Shechia. Sui Shabbos, Bahar Bukhukesai, Chazak, Vayikra, Tayrets Kehanim, Shabbos Mevorchim, Chaydish, Sivan. Interesting, it's a very interesting word actually. I look at it and I think about when we bench Rishchidish, we say Rishchidish Sivan. We bench Rishchidish. Vayemer Avi, Abalim of the Teva, Chachia Kadish Baruchu. So in essence, we're benching Rishchidish. And it's called that Rishchidish Benchen. You don't say Chidish Benchen, Rishchidish Benchen. But yet, we're not benching only the Rishchidish. We're declaring Rishchidish. <coughs> we're benching the entire month. A very important message. The mere fact that a month, first of all, is built around the Reish Chedish. Look at the human being. The human being's life, existence, is built around their head, usually. Yaakov, you know, put stones around his head. We look to protect our head. We look to protect our mind, our thoughts. The Yitzhahara goes exactly there. The Yitzhahara attacks the mind. The Yitzhahara attacks the psyche, the intellect of the person. And we have this as well as a lesson to us from the Chumash Vayikra. Just as we say Reish Chedish is Reish Chedish, the head of the month, and therefore blessing that day blesses the entire month. So too, everything that we do Torah-based is not just that single mitzvah that a person performs, but the entire Torah evolves around it. And Chumash Vayikra, encompassed in such a way, Chumash Vayikra, known as Teres Kehanim, Teres Kehanim is the laws of the actual, the, the Kehanim, the priests, 
of the Avedu Vesemikdash, the Karbanis, the sacrifices. All that happens, all that's taught to Arna Kayin to his children. Chumash Vayikr is dedicated to Yeres Kahanan. So, <laughs> what does that do with us? Actually, the most famous famous Rashi is the beginning of our parsha in Bahar. Ma'in Shmita Yitzel Har Sinai. What does Shmita have to do with Har Sinai? What is this to us? The Tehidus Kahanim. The laws of the Kahanim, why does it have to affect us? But yet, we say Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek on the entire Chumash. And we are enjoying, we are rejoicing over the fact and the concept that we merited to finish the Chumash of Vayikra, of Teiras Kohanim. A milestone. A milestone that we all look to achieve every time we sit and learn something. We always want to know. We want to be able to read from one end to the other, from the beginning to the end of the book. We want to know exactly how it starts and how it ends. And so too, this is a milestone, the fact that we have completed Chumash Vayikra as a cycle. But again, the question comes back to us. What's us? Where do we come off to having to learn about the Kahanam and the Kahanam's mission and issues and things they had to do? First and foremost, the Koyin Godl, as he was known, prayed for Klal Yisrael. He didn't pray for only himself. He had to have a wife so that he could pray for a home. So he could pray for what goes on in domestically. But more importantly, he prayed for Kali Yisrael, that nothing should ever go wrong. No woman should ever, God forbid, miscarry. No child should ever, anything happen to them, etc. And yet, here we are. And as everybody turns on any given shear, between, or any given speech, any given little drasha, between last Thursday evening until today, wants to take out their tissues as they begin to cry and mourn what happened in Miron. We cannot poo-poo that. We cannot look away from it. We cannot ignore it. The fact of the matter. The person, the survivors, those who are alive, need to take to heart and to heed what happened. How does this affect us? What does this mean to us? That's our obligation to this. So, let's hear. Give us a good, teary story that you heard that happened over there in Iran at the time. 
so that we all may cry together. We do not cry together. We rejoice together. We are happy together. That's when Yidin are together. Going through a hard time, yes, we need to gather around. Yes, we need to rally around. Yes, we need to be show support. But Simcha paid it together. Joy is what breaks all of these different things down. Seriously, how are you going to be rejoiceful and happy at this horrific moment? Are we so forgetful? Does that wonderful concept of shikha, forgetfulness that God implanted within our minds, play such a great role in us? That we forget the person of one of the sun passes away. You see all the mourners crying bitterly by the funeral or by the actual notification of the passing. And then the burial. And then the Kriya. And when there's little children standing there tearing Kriya, saying Kaddish. Oh, this is ridiculous. Please hold. Okay, I'm confused. I don't know where we're up to. Oh, here. Okay, I hope this is still recording properly. Imagine this. Lights on. Last year, this very time, a little earlier, a relative's mother-in-law passed away on Shvish Pesach, the seventh day of Pesach. Yitzchak, the day after Yom Tif, was on a Friday. Shvish Pesach was Wednesday, Thursday was Achash Pesach, Friday was the day after. Technically, Chavon Lutzan, someone passes away. And there are some people that bury at night after Shvish Pesach, because Yom Tif Sheni. We don't have that opportunity to go to normal cemeteries, it had to be done on Friday. And they came to the traditional chapel in Borough Park, Shem Radas, to do the Levaya. And they said, I'm sorry. 
We have 35 Leviathans today, or 37, I don't remember. We won't be able to do this Leviathan as well. It'll have to wait till Sunday, Rahman Wilson. Wednesday passed away, and Thursday and Friday, Shabbos, till Sunday, till they could bury this person. There were 35 Leviathans. This was only the second days of Pesach last year. Just one year ago. There were not 50. There were not 100. There were thousands of funerals. Here in our community alone, of the few few families, the few thousand families we have here, I believe we had 87 funerals. We were scared. It was too close to home. There was too much involved. It was in the air still. You were told to stay at home, to daven on a porch. And for the most part, people kept to that. We were scared. It was real, it was tangible. It was painful. None of those people are marked as Kedoshim. COVID victims. This victim, that victim, whatever you want to call it, for the people that feel that COVID is only a conspiracy and don't want to say that anything really happened, anybody really died of that. And then those who say that the hospitals are told to mark everything as COVID. Come what may. Come what may, and the were wholesale is not the word. People were scared. People were locking themselves up, hiding from the Malach Mavis. I'm not talking about something that happened decades ago, Rabbi Say talking about people that are still having yard sites, the first yard sites. They are still within the year. Well, they just finished the first yard site. Where was the tzitter then? The tzitter then was stay at home, wash your hands, listen to the doctors, you can't go down with the minion. can't have the children over for your Seder. Perhaps they were fear mongers. Perhaps they were correct. Irrelevant. The Tvila that everyone should have been saying throughout that episode where were we when we accepted to quote unquote return to the norm now they're opening up again everybody the countries are opening up we're returning to the norm this is called norm this is not normal normal is Mashiach 
We're not talking like a Mishachist. But that is the fact that we need to face today. Klal Yisrael needs to daven for one thing and one thing only, and that is for the Geula Amitiz Vashleimah. We need Mashiach to redeem us, and I told everybody that the Kleisenberger Rebbe was freed in the concentration camp, and everybody sat and was dancing and rejoicing, and he was crying. And they asked, why, Rebbe, are you crying? We're free, we're saved. He said, this is not the Mashiach I was davening for, that I was waiting for. We need to still feel the tzitah that we went through in this generation only a few short months ago. Apply that to our daily tefillah. Apply that to our Tehillim saying. And we have those people that don't believe anymore. What is your tefillah's worth? What is your Tehillim worth? I davened for X, Y, and Z, and nothing came of it. How many people are not married, young children, older children, without Shaduchim? You tell me that the mothers are not standing there by Lichtbench and crying their eyes out that children should get married. How many people in that need to have refuas and people are davening and crying and giving tzedakah l'schusam? As we spoke last week, a person that's Mesa Nefesh and dies for God's Man Hashem, for Kiddush Hashem, makes it worse. Because the people are looking and saying, where was the Abish? Why did the Abish not save them? They were ready to die for him. Why did Akash Baruch not save them? What are we thinking? Where's our heads? Where's our minds? Where are our hearts? 45 Kedeshim in Miran. Horrible. Horrible. There's no way to poo-poo and downplay it or anything. It's a massacre, but it was not a massacre, Rahman al-Islam. However it was that they died, it was not because Antisemitin were attacking them. Not because Amagefa, a pandemic. The Malachamovas jumped in with both feet and hands and caused havoc. And that's how they died. <coughs> Don't let the Malachamovas get away with it by thinking and saying and excusing. And don't let us think that we're culpable, but think that we don't have any involvement and way that we need to help this out. In Pashat is the Teichacha, the curses, or what we see as curses. Ish be'ovin ochiv, a person in the sin of his brothers, tells us the Gemara Yishalmi. Sorry, read the Gemara. Shvuas, if you keep your score at home, lametes 
in the bottom of an olive. A Jew in the sin of his brother is punished. Melamed Shekol Yisrael Arevim Zeh Bozeh Teaching us that every Jew is responsible one for another. We know that according to the Alter Rebbe, although these words of the Teichel look like horrible curses, if it's Teda, they can't be a curse, it can only be a Bracha. And we've told many times the story in Kisavai, in that somebody else was in town, so the Alter Rebbe had gone away and somebody else had to lane. Usually the Alter Rebbe lane the Sifateda. Somebody else had to be the Bakere. And this other Balkere was beautiful. The Rebbe knew exactly who he was. Knew his... He had it all down pat, shall we say. And when the middle Rebbe heard this Balkere reading the Teichacha, he fainted. Fainted from pain, hearing these terrible curses. Well, they woke him up, finally. They brought him back to him, so they said, did you hear this every year, all of a sudden now? He was so sick from this that it was a suffolk if he could fast in Yom Kippur. Weeks later. And he said, the Tata Lent het When my father, the Alter Rebbe, reads the Teda, you only hear the brachas coming out of it. And this is what the Alter Rebbe says in the Kutateda as well. That although they look like Chasasholom, Rahman Allah, curses, they are blessings. This is how we explain this as well. Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebazeh. All Yidin are responsible one for another. This is a bracha. That each and every one can help his friend. Not only help his friend, but he's a guarantor for his friend. The reason for this guarantor is as we say, which means to say, they're all intertwined one with the other. A person has his head, his foot, all the other body parts. And they get from one another the leg removing them and this head thinking for them eye seeing for them so too it works by the Yidin they're called Adam Echad a Kemachas a single edifice because they are Eruv being called Yisrael mixed in intertwined within the nation and therefore, everyone is shaykh, connected one with the other. And what each Jew can help and reach out and do better for another Jew.
but this needs to be done besimcha and the chafetz leiv. Like the third explanation of Arevim Zebazem, the Lashon Arivo, sweetness, Masikus. Feed the Gnabi brings around and say, Masikus, Tavshan Aleph. Every Jew needs to be Noim, Umotik, Ha'arvis, Ve'ha'iruv, of his with every Jew, fellow Jew. His sweetness, his responsibility, and his intertwined oh, it died. With fellow Jew needs to be done with joy and with sweetness. What is wrong with this computer? Get twenty five minutes max. Pashas Bahar starts off with the mitzvah, as we said before, of Shemitah. When you will come to the land. The Pasha begins, And the land should rest Shabbos for Hashem. Then the Pasik says, Six years thou shalt work on the land. The first one say, um, bingling, a little problem here. You're telling me, When is that? That's in Shemitah. Shnasa Shviyas. After working for six years, in that case, how does it start off? Telling us before it says about the Sheshanim, it talks about the Shavsar and Shabbos Hashem. Mixing up the order here. It's not a matter of priorities, but it's the order. It makes no sense. First, you work for six years, and then you can rest on the seventh. Why did he? Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, the Rebbe answers as follows. The Postic is telling us just that. That although Shona Hashviyas comes after Sheshanim, you can't say the seventh year and then six more years. It has to be the seventh year to the first six that preceded it. Says the Rebbe, why are you saying the first, the seventh year and then the other six? 
Because Kisavei Walaritz, as soon as you came into the land and conquered the land, says the Abishta, you need to know that the reason of the existence of the happening of this whole land is not a mundane agricultural work of six years. The Tachlis is the Shavsa Oret Shabbos Hashem. The resting of the land is a Shabbos to the Ebishter. Which means, during your work, years of the six years that you are working, it needs to be recognizable that this is not what it's all about. This is a preparation for that wonderful seventh year, the Shabbos Lashem, that I'm going to sit and not do any work, but sit and learn Taylor. This is a personal lesson to each and every one of us. As I said before, we need to take from the lesson from the Taylor's Kehanim. Each and every Jew is an Eretz. Is his own land. Each Jew is his own property. His home. Each Jew is a vessel. And Oretz, this Oretz, has six days a week that it works in mundane work. And sometimes in fields. Agriculturally, It's doing things, it's doing jobs that are not necessarily in Yanni Kedusha. The person needs to know that the tachlis of his land, his Eretz Chefetz, that he belongs, that he is, is not the mundane acts that he does. But it's also the Aveda of Sheish Simeachil and Iskichulin are a preparation for Shabbos Lashem. It's all about Shabbos. All about preparing for Shabbos. All about being a Shabbos Yid. And therefore all the Yoni of Kedusha that are involved in Shabbos. And therefore the person needs to establish himself. Arzai, his land, his home, in just this form. It should be recognizable even when the person is doing the most mundane jobs. It should be recognizable on him. I hope the translation is recognizable on him. <laughs> that the main point is Shabbos Lashem. His Hanhoge, his behavior that he does in his workplace all connects with Kedusha in a way that's most proper and apropos for a nice, proper Jewish home. And therefore we need to strive to do just that. We need to strive to make sure that the impression that we put on 
for everyone. Not just an impression, but it should be very real. Totally real. That we are serving Hashem. And we are doing this for the service of Hashem. Whether we eat, whether we drink, or whether we're working. All this needs to be service of Hashem. Hashem HaKadosh the Holy Baal Shem Tov once told his Tamidim come I'm going to show you what true Achnas HaSarchem is how we really welcome guests it was a Thursday evening they had no idea where they were going obviously but they mounted the wagon as very often Thursday or Master Shabbos and they headed off. And they arrived at an inn. And the innkeeper sees this veritable group and he calls them and he says, Come, come inside. And Moshev says, No, 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 we're going to move on to the bigger cities so we can have one a minion, we can go to the mikveh. He says, Minion, minion, come, come, come. I have one or two boys here and the rest of you sit them with the rabbi makes a minion exactly, we'll be able to have a minion, everything will be fine, I have a mikveh. No, we don't want to be matriach. It's no, I insist. They stayed by him. Shabbos morning, they walked to the city, to the town, not far. And the host was magnificent. Hand over fist, he served them. And when they were ready to leave, Hashem says to him, Nur how do I repay you? He says, All I want is that Rebbe should promise me, Elam Haba, I should have a place in the world to come. Shanta says, I don't have that up my sleeve over here. But if you come to Mezhibush, Come to Mezhibuzh in my hometown. Maybe. Maybe I can give you some kind of guarantee. No. The Yid said, fine. If that's what it takes, I'll do. Then the Bashanta says to him, you have any access to wine? says, I can get wine. So in our region, it's a major commodity wine. So let me give you a piece of advice. If you're coming, 
bring with you a hundred barrels of wine. You have a hundred barrels of wine, you'll turn a nice profit. And then you'll have both worlds. You'll have your wine, you'll have your money, and I'll, get, I'll be able to give you a little Fine. I still went back home. Measurables. And business as usual. Back to regular normal. Mayim and a group of wandering not vagabonds, but the paupers Nebuch came to Mejibuj. Tradition had it. There was a guest house, a man in charge. And when these stragglers, stragglers would come in, he would tend to their needs. This time, this group of Shnaras came to town, and the Bashantavas they come to him. Needless to say, everybody was shocked. What's Bashantav thinking? Lo and behold, all the paupers were sitting around a table, and Bashantav pointed to one particular one, said, Come join me, please. And he came and he sat down very happily next to the Pashemtiv. Not because he thought he was going to get an extra portion, but they served better food at the center of the table. Just to be next to the Pashemtiv. And the Pashemtiv says to him, Do the Kenstma, you recognize me? And he said, Yes, of course, Rebbe. You were in my house, you were in my inn. I was mocked to say to you. Fine, fine. Hashem says to him, what happened? Why are you coming here with all the vagabonds, all the beggars? And he tells Hashem, Hashem told me to bring wine. So I sold everything that I had. I was able to buy the hundred barrels of wine. And I set out to measure bush. Towards the evening, terrible, terrible storm broke out in the middle of the forest. It was impossible to go. The roads were so muddy and it was impossible to move. So I figured, okay, you're not going anywhere. I better find some shelter. He didn't have a wagon. He had platforms. He went to find shelter. Lo and behold, a nice year of ice aboard, a house in the middle of the forest. And he came and stayed by him. When the storm broke, he went out to go get his fortune, his wine, and take him to town. And lo and behold, they were gone. the entire lock, stock, and barrel, so literally speaking. Was du jetzt? 
Alts fallen. Mazal Akhtan, they found this group of vagabonds going. They said they were heading towards Mezhibush. They said, Echimit. And Hineni, here I am. Boshanta says, Tell me something. If I tell you you get your barrels back, would you be happy? He says, Sure. So what have I told you that it's at the expense of your Elam Haba? It's at the expense of my Elam Haba. Forget about it. I don't want it. No way am I giving up my Elam Haba because of these barrels of wine. I'll go around begging for the rest of my life but I will not give up my Elam Haba. Ah, said the Boshev This is what I wanted to hear from you. Says Yid, you really mean it. You're sincere. You will have Mitchum a portion in Elam Haba, the world to come. And by the way, your barrels of wine will be here tomorrow. USPS, because of COVID, is very slow. And Kachava, that's exactly what happened. The men's barrels showed up the next day. He made, it very, made very well with them, became very wealthy. I was able to do the mitzvah in a greater form or fashion than he ever did. This is therefore Shabbos Lashem. First things first is Shabbos Lashem. Then is the Sheish Shanem Tizrasadecha. Even the land fruit, you'll eat full, you'll be full. Mm-hmm. But a question will come up, says the Ebishter. If you're going to say, which means you're going to ask, you're telling me not to work. Generally, in this world, you don't work, you don't eat. So you're going to be asking, I didn't plant and I didn't gather from the, the wheat. So I tell you, says Baruch in the sixth year I am going to bless you with a double production. You will produce, your produce will be double and therefore, there will be enough for the seventh year as well. Truth to be told, you need more for, you need for the eighth year as well, because you're not, you're not planting on the seventh year, so you're not eating, but there's all different days for that. Question is, why does the Torah bring this question? And why does he bring it here? After the dinner of Yevon. It should be about right after the dinner of Shemitah. And the question arises as soon as you learn about Shemitah, how can I keep this mitzvah of Shemitah? How am I going to eat the next year? It 
we could say perhaps the explanation here the question is not a question it's not questioning the existence of the mitzvah of Shemitah that you're not going to have what to eat Jews don't ask such questions when it comes to Kiyomitzahs, they do what they have to. So it's not what the Torah is coming to teach us about Shemitah. And this question is not about Mitzvah Shemitah. This question is a continuation to the Pasuk. I'll give in your land fruit and you will eat to your full. Which means to say, guarantees in every situation no matter what happens so now the question comes what will we eat it's not a shy where we're going to get food from the question is what are we going to be eating we know you're going to sustain us you're going to keep us alive on what we're going to have flying rib steaks or we're going to have flying broccoli. Question is not Le Nizra, Le Nesav is to we didn't plant or, or gather, because this too has several different angles. And maybe they thought, you'll give us the money again. On the seventh year, we can't plant, we can't grow, we can't anything. Give us money, we'll eat money again. And therefore the Torah explains, Birchas Hashem Tovei, how will HaKadosh Baruch Hu's brachas come about? Commanded my blessing in the sixth year. And this is the question. Therefore comes about. Only after the bracha of Nasna Aretz Piriya, a given fruit to stress, to emphasize. This is not a question on the existence of the Mitzvah Shemitah, but how to fulfill it? Where will become the fulfillment of this? Vinosna Aretz Pirya in the year of Shemitah and Yevil. The beginning of a Chumash and the end of a Chumash are always connected. And we have spoken about this almost every time in the Vayikra. And Shemais, and Bereshis, and Bamidbar. The last words of Chumash Vayikra and Bahar Sinai. On the Mount Sinai. And the first words of Chumash Vayikra, Vayikra Al-Mesha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu called to Mesha. We all know Vayikra is written with the Lashen, with the Aleph Zira, with a small little Aleph. 
which is a non-flattery way of calling somebody. And Meshach Rabbeinu said, I don't deserve flattery, shall we say. I don't deserve glory. And therefore, start the word Vayikor, which is not such a form of endearment. Start the tailor with that, with the Pasha. Rakhaj Baruch would not acquiesce to that request. Rakhaj Baruch says, You have to have a Yikra. And therefore, the Pshara was, they made a small olive. We know, as we learned, Pirkeyavis, Meisha Kibel Teira Mi Sinai. Meisha got the Teira from Sinai. And everybody knows that Mishnah by heart, practically. And everybody knows the translation. Meshe got the Taylor from Sinai. And the obvious question screaming in our face. From Sinai? Or on Sinai? Meshe, Kibo Taylor, Al Sinai, you should say. What's Misenite from Mountain of Sinai? And the simple answer is Mesha Kibel Torah. He accepted his Tata. He received his Tata of him what he was. Misenai from the humility of Sinai. From the Alikim that's within. From the godliness of which each and every one of us possesses. From all this Taylor tells us by Yikra El Mesha. So just like the beginning of a Yikra talks about humility, Mesha Kibbut Taylor, me Sinai, he got the Taylor not on Sinai, from Sinai, just like Sinai was the smallest of the mountains and the most humble of all the mountains, so too Mesha Rabbeinu, the most humble of every person. And therefore he took the Taylor, he learnt it from Sinai. Just like Sinai was an honor of Ma'id, he was an honor of Ma'id as well. He was just as humble as Sinai. This week, we move on to Pedic Hamishi, the Firkiyavas. A number. A number. Each number is associated with something else. One is Hashem, one is completeness. completeness. Two implies peripheration. Two different entities. Three is the triangle between them. Four is the place because of a because a place extends into four different directions. Five says there's another dimension on top, etc., etc. And Basara Memoris tells the Mishnah the concept of Kiddush, of holiness, is Asara 10. 
completeness. Everything consolidated into one. And the Tana tells us, with ten utterances that Kaddish Baruch created the world. What do we learn from this? Could be created with one. But to pay back the wicked for their sins and the righteous for their mitzvahs. Therefore the world was given ten kirches, not only one. The Maral says this Mishnah actually gives us some very deep insights the relationship of the Creator and His creation. The mere fact that the anomaly that He, the Ebishter, who is one and only, Yachid Be'elam, in the highest degree, can associate with such a mundane world of multiplicity. How do they coexist? Ain't safe with safe. Hashem and earth meet, which is a divine influence. And it consolidates, unifies all the finite. Takes together all these individual parts of physical creation. Where do they meet? By mankind. We're both spiritual and physical. We can unify creation by directing all its components in one direction. Masechta Seita, we learn of the Yidin crossing the Yardin. And as they cross the Yardin, again, a very united front. As the Kaddish Baruch Hu saw to it, the Yardin split, just as it split the Yamsuf, so too this split. And this is a unified march that Eden had and made and did and thereby getting the Eden to the other side. This is the message, the calling to Mesha, the calling to not only Mesha, but the Nitzutzah Shal Mesha Bechol Dara 
in each generation, that spark of Meshur Abenu, that's found with each, within each and every one of us, by Yikra they're called, and they're called together to unite, as we are responsible one for another, and therefore, as we take Ish Echad, Belev Echad, as we come to Chedesh Sivan, where the Yidin, Vayachanu, they rested, Bahar Sinai Ish Echad, Vayichan Sham Yisrael, they rested there in Lashin Yochid, Ish Echad, Belev Echad, and yet the next Wednesday, which will be Rish Chedesh, we'll talk about Rish Chedesh Sivan, and Chagash Shavuiz, and until then we'll be in Yerushalayim, Yerakedesh, with Mashiach Tzidkenu, Shabbos to all.